Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. I'll do the intro. Three, two, one. No, stop. No, no countdowns. Stop the count because you cut it out on the mix. So, this is really. really Wait, wait. You said you don't even listen to the show. So, how do you know? It don't matter. I hear all them stupid countdowns. Yeah, last I'm like way behind, man. I ain't listening to like the he last. He says to me episodes. today. I last day, I said to him today. I said to him today. Yo, I just I just listened to the Day Lost Soul episode with Breeze. It's actually one of my favorites. It's he's like, well, I don't even listen. I, I'm about seven. I don't listen to any shit. I don't listen. No, to wait, 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 wait. What is that? What is what does that explain? Seven, what is that? I said. Explain how I said. You said you said. Oh man, I don't listen to shit anymore. I, I think I'm an album mode. I'll listen. To, I'll listen to our shit. I'll listen to Dad Bod. I'll listen to Super Duty. I used to. You know, Mondays I would be watching them. I don't watch that shit. I'm, I'm about six episodes behind. I said, well, as the person who edits them, and then I listen to them again to make sure everything is cool, this is a good one. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm an album. I don't listen to shit. I don't listen to podcasts no more. So if you were listening to the podcast, you would hear that I don't keep the countdowns in at your request. So no, that, all right. Now you're you welcome. Because there was, there was three episodes where I heard Alaska go. Three, this, two, this, uh, this all one. one it takes all I, I, in fairness, I count really good. He's really this good. is not how apparently my counting is the highlight the of, of the Tootsie Pop. That's what all the comments say. The comments are like more counting from Alaska. Please. I yeah. doubt it. I sincerely yes. doubt it. And y'all <laughs> they, think they the either audio great. shame you so or great. ask they, Alaska they, for they, more. They have access to the comments and I don't. So I'd be thinking they'd be like, <laughs> "What do you mean like you don't make, have access? All you got to do they is like look at iTunes and you see the fucking internet, Castro. You make up what the people say, and I just like, okay, I believe them and stuff. But nah, now we've been doing this for a long time. My fucking granddad on cricket. That's right. You don't have your phone. See, this, this is abuse. Also. This is the abuse. I can. Leave this an episode. All right. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are revisiting one of our formatted, uh, thematic, uh, illmatic shows called We Need to Talk About. And tonight we are going to talk about the one, the only OC. O-Sism. Not to be confused with organized confusion or okay. I found another OC, like some young boy or something. I was like, oh, hell no. And I and know there's, for- there's like some some like Singali artist named yeah. OC as well that came up when I was doing. And I'm my, pretty uh, sure searches. for a fact, like same thing with Jay Z and the hyphen or whatever. Later on, like OC was using the um the periods like on purpose because I remember mm-hmm. when he first came out, it was mm-hmm. just OC. I saw that a lot. Right. And then like on on Word Life the album, you see the O, the big dot, the C, the big dot, but not right. on like Jewels. It's more design. And then yes. later on, it's just, and then I see later on he's like putting the dots. So I'm I'm guessing that's like a copyright. You know, you want the search to happen. But anyway, we're all fans yes. of of this legend. Um, but we just noticed there was a, a specific kind of dip in his material right in the in the middle section of his career from um, what do you want to say like, oh one to oh. Am I right by 01? Um, or not yeah, 89? no, it's 01 because oh, it, I mean, okay. you know, if we um, and Ray, I'm if if you want to give a disclaimer because I know you work with O that you know the the comments and ideas <laughs> of call out culture Castro do not reflect those. Yeah, I will much. say. Well, let me say that first. Let me give the first disclaimer. The this uh, this show. OC is not my idea. We all love OC, but the format of this show was my idea because I noticed something. So the other participants in this show did not necessarily <laughs> echo my sentiments, specifically the illustrious Ray West. He's a collaborator with Back OC. Again. So we're not Ray saying that he again. has an opinion about OC. And we're not even dissing OC. It's just something no. that I noticed and I took to heart. And I was just curious about. And I felt it was a, a good way to bring the God into the 
into the um, conversation center of call out culture. Bang. So, so let me start. So first off, OC was big to me because organized confusion was big to me and I knew he was their mentor. So if you, you know, so sometimes hip hop fandom happens that way. You might like an artist because of the, the mentorship they have. You don't even have to like the mentor. Apprenticeship was really big in hip hop, especially in the eighties, nineties. And I took it kind of serious because to me, that was the ultimate cosign. I can get an A&R or a label president or a tastemaker to tell me such and such is dope. But if Jay-Z's telling me, yo, this guy's good, that's, mm. a good, that's a good authority. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, uh, if another MC gives this MC credit, that's a good authority. And so OC ushered in Organized Confusion. And Organized Confusion was such an event for me, um, just with their styles. I was like, oh, man, who's OC? Like, he's their grandfather or something, you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> same way, um, rest in peace, people look at Papa Wu. Wasn't necessarily an MC, but was definitely the wellspring of knowledge that a lot of the Wu members picked from. So, mm. you know, adds extra reverence. So OC is established, D-I-T-C, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, so what ended up happening to me is I'm looking at his discography and I noticed a hiccup to me in the third album because, so let's just start. Word Life, that's the formula. Can we all agree on that? Like, that's uh... the formula. 94, hip-hop record, checking off most boxes, hip-hop cat with a great great hip-hop voice oh yeah yeah it's it's very i, I was playing it again today last year you're muted and uh i was playing it today. i just said fantastic error production oh 100 yes yeah yeah i i was listening today i was playing a bunch of his shit and i was just like again it's tricky to see like do barry said this a while back do we like the artists or do we just like a certain sound That's okay and i want to i want to touch on that so 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 obviously when it starts, right? You got um what's it? Uh what's it what's the name of the song? Like uh, only to Born to Live. Born, so to, Born live, to Live, yeah. right? Born to Live's crazy. Now Born to Live, you like that because you like Kenny Burke rising to the top. Period. Like that just that's bottom line, okay? But back then the sampling was a little loosey goosey and right. they would pick a certain section, it worked. And but I love listening to his version, and he got somebody born to live, life to die, and I wonder why. Right. And it made me, I ain't gonna lie, it made me go, oh, let me go find the original. We'll keep riding to the, and I started listening to that. Right. And I'm having a moment. Mm-hmm. And I, but I feel like, and this is where I said the third album, Bon Appetit, it's a bunch of producers trying to produce without samples. And it's like full on, full bore with that. Right. But, but are the sounds enticing? Are the sounds pleasurable? Do you want to play the song over and over again? Right. Um, like the song Word Life. Word Life. I love that's listening crazy. to that song. Like these, they, that's why I call it the right. formula. These are some songs that I could play still to this day and yeah. just vibe out to them. We're not talking ball work or like even superstructure or some, some right. hyper ass story. It's just good, feel good, wholesome, but it has soup in the kitchen, hip hop songs. Work. It has stories. Yes. Yeah, it has like it emotional, has like no main topic, emotional touchstones you know. throughout the whole. Thing. Oh God, no main topic. Don't even no main come topic on, man. Is wild. Constable Story. is an yeah, ill yeah. Constable Story. Yeah. That's yeah, so so. So that's why I call it the formula. Yeah, it, even it like works. Born to Live. Born to Live is like his version of One Love. Like it's three yes, different right. stories about people from his neighborhood that you know were important to him, or you know yes. that you know suffered early mm-hmm. demise. Right. That's so great, so we. Go ahead, right. You know what I'm saying? It's a great comparison. Yeah. Thank so you. then we so then we move on. So then I notice. So I'm like, all right, I'm on my OC kick. So then I go to um Jewels. 
Oh, I mean, that's that's my that's my. Oh man, like just was it ninety six or eight ninety seven? So right in the mix, iced out medallions were like it's one of those. You see what I'm saying? Like that stamp staple, um, New York record in a sense, and it's just the production is so, so. Like it's it's like this is like a high end fine Italian diner dinner. Two yeah, candles, premium, you know, three hundred and fifty dollar bottle of um yeah. uh, some coquito. Like seriously, yeah. like it's 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 major. Freddie, the features, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Money underground, you know, is crazy. Yeah, dangerous. the lineup is crazy. Big L. So so now we're 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 peaking a little, right? We're competing with Jay Z and the rest of the boys. I we mean, are. Oh, all right. Last, I mean, not um, Zilla. You wanted to? Uh, no, I was gonna say. I mean, so again, it's. We're talking about production, right? As number one thing so far. And for me, like my world of the first song of Jewel's is like top five premiere beat for me ever to this day. Mm-hmm. And that album in general has like really kind of smack you in your face type of beats, but then also kind of like beats that over time you like them more in the flow. The, of the, the melodies work. Oh yes, yeah, like well, he just he just has money on the ground. You like money on the ground is is like a really ill joint, right? But like far from yours was the single, and that's not like a banger. But in the in the course of the record, you're like, this song's cool as shit. That's a Buckwild beat, you know what I mean? Then he has like Win the G with Freddie Fox, Money, you know what I mean? Like he has a lot of premiere and a great era of premiere. Then mm-hmm. he's got like him and Big L doing the you know old school throwback shit on Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Chosen one, Buckwild's cool. I mean, we just can't go wrong. Where he's just talking about him and his chick. Yeah, like oh, I love that. We just like, can't go wrong. He yeah. got me mesmerized. Like, he he also great. was using male vocals. The male vocal is very successful because yeah, you go to the female that. vocals. You just go to them. You know what I'm saying? Michelle like on a uh, right. and then he had finesse closing out the album with Jewels. So it's like everything about this, you know, is like ten out of ten in, in terms of the the picks you're you're making, who you're you're getting, what era they are in in their careers. You know, getting getting beat miners at the right time, premiere at the right time. Buck Wild obviously is timeless, showbiz. So I just think like that album obviously is a high. I mean, both of them back to back are like high water marks for those times. And then as time has gone on, you're like, wow, this has aged really well, even though it's very specific to that era. But again, like we're talking about production first. We're not even talking about oh that much. That's like, fair, you know? and that's fair. But here's the now. Here's the thing, and this is the caveat. So then. We, we we so we have a good. This is '90s, late '90s. A lot of artists. Well, uh, I, I just want to touch good, on the idea of like we're we're not talking about oh, but I think it's it's sort of self evident that oh was fucking killing it during yeah, like, records, or, right? Like his pen game was super joints? tight. His flow was like, super tight. Yeah. Stories were tight. He was going whoever was on the track with him. He was like boom, totally formed. With him. Yeah, he fully was formed. Came out the womb. Hip hop womb, fully formed. Right, doing yeah. three three level score. Yeah. There's things O's doing that over time you realize how his harmonies, his ad libs, like his the way the songs sound are because of his 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 genius on the mic. Like even with the mm. the beats could be crazy or whatever, he puts a lot into it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it gets past you if until you realize like. How how many layers he puts into his vocals? He ain't, you know what I'm saying. And I don't mm. mean layers of shit on top of each other and stuff. He right. just 
he knows the, the cadences and how to sneak in and when to throw a slider. Yeah. Like, mm. It's you know what I'm saying? It is it, is he I agree. I definitely agree. He is um a lot. And here's the, the thing we have we haven't we haven't even said around this time of Jewels is the DITC 12 inches like day one. Oh, you know, yeah. fortified soldiers internationally known. So now yeah. he's also going crazy on these 12 inches that are setting the world on fire because this is like Big L freed from a major label. Now, this is Fat Joe in between uh, what Jealous One Still Vemby and Don Carter and Don, Don Carter, he's like yeah. dipping yeah. in from the major label pool to dip back into doing 12 inches and then O's dropping one verse. AG is snapping, you know, what I mean, and like that, A and showbiz. That DITC era is really important for us as fans because that was the time like those 12 inches meant a lot because they were all coming together. And it was yes. like we got all of them together. That's what we're waiting for all the time back then. Like what you always do in hip hop is always root for the group dynamic to succeed. We always want the group to. And they're all on the cover together, like they're standing over the table. They got the chains on. The black. You love when the group wins. So then, so all right. right so let's get to the to the main impetus and the catalyst of this of mm -hmm. this uh, show topic. Talk about then one we get thing to, real quick before yes. before we get to two thousand one because I think it's an important thing that leads to two thousand and one. If you look at like the releases from that era, it's kind of coming to the end of one era and the starting mm -hmm. of a new era, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there was an era right now where you could be a recording artist on a major label, sell 250,000 copies, maybe go gold, right. but not even go gold and still be considered a success. Um, there was a very distinct sound that was going on right now. It was like a very New York centric sound. Right. You know, you even had like, like some of the younger acts like Capone Noriega, I think came out that same year. Um, uh, what was on um, late, late 90s? Iced out medallions like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Royal oh, Flush. Yeah, Royal Flush, like yeah. sort of like that shit was Nature. all still popping, and that was popping across the scene. But then you started having things like Missy coming out, mm, right? right? Like you had, you had Missy coming out. You had Buster. You had a lot of like southern shit coming up. But too, is this so, the, the millennial, the, yeah. the, the turn, the turn of the millennial. Yeah, it, it's it the start a of a movement to another direction. Right. And also away from, like, away from like Buck Wild carrying your album on yeah. a major. Well, label. like well, Alaska's you know saying, I mean? like, so in the 90s, you could sell high gold and still be considered a successful artist. But now you come to the 2000s, Jay-Z, Missy and them. Now you gotta be black. Nelly. Yeah. Yo, we forget Nelly. Nelly Buster Rhymes, uh, million dollar videos. Like <laughs> yeah. platinum is the is the is the Nelly. so so here we go. So now we get to OC's Bon Appetit. And right. I won't I won't focus on the each producer because I don't want to shame anybody. But this Buckwild. album, 90%. This album is, is a lot to be desired. A lot was left on the table. I don't like this record at all, at mm. all, at all, See, at I all. I like it. And, so and we'll get into that. But like, and I was just like, <laughs> yo, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's but that's kind of what I what I brought up the other era thing for before as well. Because right. when you look at this era right now, you kind of just see like all the like big acts of that time didn't really know what the fuck to do. Right. Right. So like, right. I mean, you had like, you had blueprint, you know, Jay-Z's blueprint, which was a, a, a fucking turn. You had stillmatic, which was another turn. Right. Uh, even like bulletproof wallets, which didn't do what it was supposed to, but then you had like malpractice. Um, right. Iron right. flag, which didn't really do anything. Well, that sucks. Um, AOI bionics. Um, Not the best. Like, kind of dead on arrival a little bit. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like things that like, 
these artists that were sort of like leading the way were now like, now it seems like it's right now it seems right. like they're trying out they're trying on you know new you gloves know, shit, trying like, new bike. shit like ugk was coming out fucking um ti this was the start of ti ja rule was huge um trick ti's first huge. record wasn't even like that he just had the um, ti's first the, he just had crazy. the beanie yeah. He just had the Beanie Man single. I'm just saying that was the yeah, one. I'm set. serious. Yep. I'm serious. Yeah. So, so there's definitely a Hold shift. On, Ray, Ray, Ray wants to say something. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead, go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. When you opened up, and because Zilla, you told me we're going to chat about OC. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know the topic, right? Mm -hmm. So once you said that and, and you guys started talking, what Alaska's saying, I was waiting to say, sort of. Not mm -hmm. word for word, but like, that time of after Jewels and, and the Bon Appetit time frame was definitely like a changing era. Of the God, yeah. Where I feel a lot of our favorite artists' albums, not that they didn't make sense or, or they, like you're trying to figure out how right. to stay with what, what I know and still... You don't want to, it's not even like these artists were trying to keep up, but like you're trying to grow into this music and understand. And and it was a big transitional era, even for me as a fan buying records. Mm -hmm. I bought a lot of those records and never listened to them. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple of eras like that for me throughout the time of, you know, falling in love with Roxanne, Roxanne and Houdini up until now. There's been a couple of errors like that, I feel like, where I'm not feeling the music either too much and, mm -hmm. and try, trying to figure it out. And some of mm -hmm. you're hoping for that album from an OC or a Master Ace or something to bring you through to get mm -hmm. you to like some of this stuff. You feel what I'm saying? So right. it's not to make excuses for records or excuses for mishaps, but I, I felt that way right away when I recognized the topic. Like, what, that time frame is weird, and there's a there's not many classics for me in a lot of these time frames. You know, right. what I'm this, saying? Like, this also parallels years or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ray, this also parallels a certain dead era in um, basketball when it was trying <laughs> to figure itself out after Jordan Iverson right. was running the league, Vince Carter was coming up. But like you're seeing them trying to figure out their footing, and I get y'all. So like, let's say OC started working on. Bon Appetit in 99, and it didn't come out till 2000, 2001. Those are old tricks that were now becoming a little obsolete in the new landscape. And like I said, the production, it's like they're trying a couple of things. Uh, Party Artie's on this album. Yeah, but you know, what, you know what it sounds like? Like Ghetto Dwellers, they're like DITC adjacent, Party Artie, rest in peace, DITC adjacent dudes. AG's on the record. Um, oh, yeah, one of oh, Party Artie, he passed. Yeah, yeah. No, one of the cellar dwellers ain't dead. Just part oh, no, they're called the ghetto dwellers. They're, they were yeah, dead. Oh, no, nah, they changed. Okay. Yeah, so when, when I was listening to the record, I hadn't heard it in forever. Um, but the album sounds like he's enjoying, like lyrically. He's oh, boom, wait, before you get into before yeah, you get into why you like it. So here's this is what's going on. So I was trying to I was trying to scheme through his um discography. So I'm doing skimming. And that's the mm -hmm. main thing that about Bon Appetit that strikes me first, as opposed to like Word Life or even Jewels, there's no, not one beat or song grabs me in the first six, sec, six, seven seconds. And he, and OC's discography, you look at some of the older songs, those songs have that ability. 
whether it's a weird intro for premiere that flips into another beat or the beats knocking from the beginning fall from you. Like when I listened to Bon Appetit, I was skimming. I had to fast forward to get to like the meat of the song. What I was noticing is the songs weren't grabbing me. And that's oh, something that OC used to do for me. The song starts, I'm, I'm ready to go. From the first time I would listen to the song, I'm ready to roll with it. Right. Bon Appetit, I was like, hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, let me listen to that again. I had to revisit. But go ahead. So what, what I was feeling when I was playing it was I remembered why like parts of it I liked. And it sounded like the um like the post or like pre-posts blueprint when like MOP got down with Rockefeller. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. when they got down with Rockefeller, it was like, you can be street and hood. You have a little bit of gloss on you, but you could still have like songs where you're sampling like 70s cop shows and then kind of like 80s guitars. So I- the beats on this album remind me of like that era of M.O.P. This is like M.O.P. coming off Warriors where they had, you know, Annie up, but then they still have oh, like we're talking about the, um, Remember they had to come up with that other name of their group. Because they are the have copyright issue. Yeah, the that, was, that was that was later. So, but, all right. So, but, but here's what I'm the, saying. But here's what I'm saying okay. about let's see real quick and the and Bon Appetit. The beats are like perfect for Big L. These are Big L beats to me, like glossy, jigged out party joints, right? So they don't to me. There, it's a strange match for OC. But if you listen to him lyrically on this record, he sounds like he's enjoying the spoils. Of being on on the road the last four years overseas and having groupies, enjoying the success of whatever jewels and the D. I I mean, bon appetit means you know enjoy, savor your meal. He, he, it sounds like an alcoholic's record. Like he is laying it and being like, "I'm having a blast. I got groupies. I'll snatch your girl. I'm drinking. I'm getting it in." And I'm saying like, this is like a Big L album, but you don't go to OC for Big L. You see what I'm saying? Like, so if this was big. If Big L didn't die and this was his album, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It'd be on Rockefeller. Like, okay, cool. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. All right. Well, all right. So, <laughs> so to me, this is like the die. This is what I'm not, you know, if, if I'm following his career, I'm digging him. I'm not understanding what's going on because I'm not digging the sound. Right. Then you have Star Child. Crazy. Later. That's what you like. I'm not really a fan. Have you, have you peeped it? Yeah, yeah, I peeped it. I know this every, like every day, day? Is, is every day, but like that's two, song number two, and it's, it's eight, nine more songs. Yo, and they're not the, good. The, the, another deluxe then, edition? Crazy. And then Smoke and Mirrors? No, man. No. So here is the funny thing. He gets now, here's the interesting thing to me is Smoke and Mirrors is 2005. And then we have that's a 10 the year high. Yeah, he's on 10 high year high, right? Right. When he comes okay. back with this, with this, um, when he comes back with that debonair P um, producer in 2015, and then now I feel like we're getting back to some of that, the sound beds that work with him. Well, no, you skip trophies. You skip trophies. What, oh, I just skip trophies. I, I don't know. It depends. If you like Apollo Beats, then I think you like trophies. But if he you don't like Apollo Beats, he puts in work. You, on but that. if you don't like Apollo Beats, you're not gonna like trophies. So, can can I say because I I actually really like Star Child Star and I okay. like Smoke and Mirrors. And trophies, but I mean, he's saying shit on like this one just caught me like on Star Child on once again. He said, "Scatter like buckshot." Once upon a time, I could find a dust spot. West Coast called it Sherm, East Coast embalming fluid. This is Menagerie music. Whoa, speaking in third person, one man version, orchestrate thoughts like Gershwin. Crazy, like that shit is super sharp pen game. But like that's what we're saying throughout this whole thing. We we have not said that his pen no, you know what I'm saying. 
it was it's to me and i this could be personal to me it's just it's the yeah. soundscapes i wasn't feeling like I, I see a man trying out things because of the times 2005 smoking mirrors so he's doing also, beats Castro, i, yes, I feel sir. what you're saying right and i think it's almost like a a tribute in a way i feel like oh like when he works with apollo brown or with like every album has a vibe like it's not a mm. mismatch of like a bunch of shit it's True. like you don't like it you might not like it or if you like it you like it it's like he locks in a zone with like like that star child ep is a zone you know mm. what i'm saying it's got like a like a vibe to it and like mm -hmm. records that you're talking about they have a uh he's locked in to something and yes. if it's not something you're feeling or it didn't work exactly that's what you're getting from it. You know what I'm saying? But then like, I could go 2014 to y'all, and the sound, the sound bed is working for me. See what I'm that's saying? That's the vibe. Not. That's still the vibe. That's where Ray's point. Yeah, and I think I caught. Um, I think I we we connected at a good time. Like, I think we connected at a good time, and it was also right around the Oasis time. Yeah, Way the AG. Right. Right. Um, so I do think he was sharp. And the funny thing is, um, we had our record done probably before trophies. Trophies mm. out first. Mm. Cause y'all got the banging songs y'all want you to drop is breaking rules. That's 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 lick right there. Yo, at times I've been the rules, indulging too much booze, now I'm precaution. Takes away my stressed out mood, lingering losses. My man's gone and that ain't cool, Paul. I see you when I get there, hopefully not soon. Join a susu, my payday is next on the chart. Call it a round robin, this is how this works. I'm much obliged to an invite, extended by Ray, up inside his cafe, so I don't have to pay. Only gentlemen do things like this, youngin', so learn something. And if you look, which interesting I like about the record, or I don't know if you notice, if you go on Apple Music, you know how they have the stars about the most played songs or the popular song at the time. And the popular song is Breaking Rules and Why Am I? And that was a, that's track seven and eight, mm. meaning that people are making their way through the record to get to their favorite one. Usually, sometimes you go on Apple Music, y'all, you'll see one, two, and three have the stars just because people are playing the Trump. first things. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's dope. That's salute to you. That, that record is tight. That's so dope. I would also add that, like, the 2000s in general, like, talk about that. <laughs> that was a tough time for just You're right. rappers. Like, people that came from a certain era transitioning out of that era and into their next sort of... It was like period. 10 years of attrition. That was hard yeah, for them. It was like, it was, we were talking about it earlier. It's like, if an athlete blows out both knees, it's going to take them time to feel comfortable again. And I yeah, think yeah. the the music industry falling out from under everybody is their version of blowing out your knees, and mm. just fan bases like chasing. Suddenly, fan bases are just chasing shit. Like they're not really even like loyal to to artists anymore for like a period. And some of that's like you know artists shooting themselves in the foot, putting out records with one or two songs on it and charging twenty dollars for a CD still, and the music industry doing that. Right. And fans just basically saying, "Fuck, well, that, I want to pay you money if I only want two songs." Right. You know, I want to also like, say Alaska, there was a there was a lack of acknowledgement, right? Yeah. Because juvenile and them were wrecking shit. Nobody wanted to give them credit by even trying to do what they were doing. There was no. a little bit of that. So it was like, oh, we ain't doing that shit. You know what I'm right. saying? Yes. But that's the shit that was cracking. Like, and like yeah. I said, when Jay-Z did it, he, he kicked it. 
I'm just saying, like, think about it. How many people didn't hire Manny Fresh when yeah. they should have? Just yeah. for a song, y'all. I'm not even, right. you, you get what I'm saying? My song probably like, look, we need to get that guy Manny up here to yeah. do some um some marching band, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Single shit for us. <laughs> like, so for real, well, like, he knows what he's doing. But yes, right. Right. what I was saying is though, like, like, not a lot of artists have been able to go through that desert and come out on the other side. Correct. Yes. And be, I, I mean, I think always better now than he was back then. Oh, I can agree. I agree. You know, like, I, I think he's just like the blueprint for a late era resurgence in your career. It's just like, it's him and AG are both like just magical to me. Oh, AG, AG, AG is, is like, dancing. he went to the, what, what do they call him? See, where, where Raja Google? The Lazarus oh, the, pit. Lazarus pit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, just, but I, I also love it though. Like, cause I think if you keep working your craft and you just naturally should get better, it shouldn't go the other way around. Right. You, you, your sword and your pen dull when you don't use it. When you put the sword in a sheath and you put it up on the wall as a trophy or something like that, cause you think you accomplished stuff, that's that blade gets dull. You're not sharpening it, you're not keeping it out there. And I think, yeah, the 2000s. And I could, we could look at OC's catalog. There was a little chasing going on. Let me try this. Let me try that. Because I, like I also felt people were not really wholesale embracing what was working. They would still like, mm, that's that weirdo stuff. Like, I think mm -hmm. that was the, 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 uh, the rise of the weirdo. Uh, Neptunes and them and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Um, Kanye getting his stride. Like, you don't have to be this, that, or that trope. You yeah. can be the musician. Like, remember, being a musician back in the day wasn't like that popular. You had to yeah. have something else going on with you. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't like Devontae Swing, he was a musician. Yeah, you know what but, I'm saying? but a lot of dudes from that era were able to be musicians for a while. Like I went yeah. through it similar yeah. myself with Def Jux. Like when your when your art becomes your livelihood and suddenly your livelihood is not what it should be, it causes you to like it it causes, I mean, at least for me, and I think I know for a lot of people I know went through this, it causes you to question, question yourself question the thing that you've chosen to do mm. and then you know in in some way when if i don't make this the way it's going to make me money i don't eat it impacts the your feeling for the art and what you want to do with it and i think a lot of people have gone through that and you know the the ones that just kept plugging away are the ones that came through on the other side and are going to are reaping the benefits of this, this sort of newer era where artists have control right of their shit yeah, yeah, way more than they ever say did. Something. Was say something. I think that's a credit, bro. Like you, what you're talking about is like carving through that. Like what you're recognizing, Castro, in the sound, and what Alaska is talking about of like carving through that and becoming even better, and like dealing with because our music and our culture, it's really disposable and unforgiving. It's mm -hmm. like, like jazz or rock or something. It's like you know, we're like the last era of, of the game that cared, like, even though KRS was our idols, we cared who Melly Mel was, like, we did the night. Right. Mm -hmm. As it got further and further away, and, and the Biggie Smalls era, it started really, like, becoming disposable, like, mm. and to carve through that is is not easy, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, no, I give it up for like trophies. I, I didn't mean to leave that out. Like, that's a big one in terms of like um, Ray saying resurrecting your career. Look at things that like Inspector Deck did. You know, Inspector Deck tried to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. He had his piece on the board. And until the Czarface stuff, mm -hmm. people were kind of just like, oh, you know, Inspector dropped the project. You know, right. but the Czarface stuff has 
an impact. They're like, okay, cool. Now we're in the collector space. We're in the comic book space. Right. And, and my rhymes are um, more impactful because if you put my rhymes at the base of a fucking model, little creature or something, like you can get people to pay $400 for it. And that's something, you know, no one improves. So like, definitely, I think we should talk about uh, OC's current wave, but let's take a break. We've been really just going in and um, shablow, and we'll be right back. Call All Out right, Culture. Good. Ray West. Hey, what's up, Call Out Culture listeners? It's your boy, Jason Griff. I'm here today to tell you about my new album, Fireside Chats. I flipped a bunch of punk rock samples, made a bunch of dope beats out of them, got a bunch of dope rappers to rap on them. Everybody from Call Out Culture will be there. Zilla Rocca, Curly Castro, Alaska. Shit, Alaska's there twice. I got Alex Ludovico, I got Billy Woods, I got Juggernaut. Of course, my homie Scorsese is on it. And we got it available today at insubordinaterecords.com. You can get 10% off with the promo code CALLOUT. Fireside Chats, check it out. Peace. 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 Crush It Podcast presents A Score to Settle Volume 1 The Remixes Produced Entirely By The Expert Featuring the juggernauts of the underground scene Riggs Mooch Mav Smooth B.A. Bad Bub Styles Lloyd Juco A-Sun Eastwood Fast Life Adonis D Polo and more. Go check it out in Bandcamp right now with a special bonus track by yeah, yeah, Zilla yeah, Rocca. Yeah. Expensive clothes, man, I'm who she chose. That's a feast for crows, cause that's how it goes. My sour highs and my sweet and lows. The winter snows froze the winter rose. Check it out right now. A score to settle the remixes on Bandcamp and DSPs coming soon. Crush it out podcast. Peace. Yeah, Double Down Boy, new album, Vegas Vic from yours truly, Zilla Rock. First solo album since 96 Mentality. Out on Chong Wizard Records. Right now, available around the world. You can cop the digital on iTunes if you want. You can buy it for a G on Bandcamp if you're a real boss like that. However you want to get it, we got tapes, very limited, CDs also. Beautiful vinyl, all the artwork designed by PQ. Got everybody from Co-op Culture Record Crew in the mix. Album executive produced by Disco Vietnam. Just joining us, fly, energetic, fun. Roulette tables popping. Free drinks all night with the cherry in there. Whatever you want to get, we're doubling down. We're going to get in the car. We're riding out to America's flavor. Vegas Vic, Zilla Rock, a new album. Out now. Peace, people. It's Premrack. Just wanted to hop on and tell you about my new album, Load Bearing Crow's Feet. Out now, everywhere on Backwood Studios. Shouts to the Wrecking Crew. Shouts to Call Out Culture. Shouts to Willie Green. Shouts to Billy Woods at Backwood Studios. Shouts to Shrapnel. Shouts to Brain Orchestra, Denmark Vesey, Messiah Music, Small Professor, Fresh Kills, Willie Green, myself, everyone that handled the beats, everyone that delivered the, the rhymes. AJ Swade, Henry Canyons, Castro Zilla, yeah. Fielded and Elusive. And Marcus Pinn on the cuts. Dr. Quandry on the art. Pick it up wherever you pick up music. Thank you. Peace. Yo, we're back. Call out culture. The Shablau residents. I'm not only your Shablau president, I'm also a member of Shablau. Right. Quiet. 
So we're back talking um, the great one, OC. And if people didn't know, OC stands for? Omar Cruddle. Yep. I don't ever know um, that because Pharaoh says it on the sway and attacking at them. Oh, <laughs> see? Now look, Omar Cruddle, we pull on pedal at a high resolution on the wake-up show. It's way tech and needs a revolution. He doesn't do it in a video. He goes like, oh, see, like he does it with his hands. They don't have, do they, how many songs they have together? Like three? Uh, no, you know, it's funny because on, you'll find, you'll find organized, like talking and doing ad libs on it. Right yeah, now. they're on War Games. He's he on Fudge Fudge. Right, right. And, and he, but and like, Pharaoh's on every day, which is fucking it's crazy. But like, Isn't, just the three of them barring out. Is there one, is there a song like that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's on Fudge Fudge. He's on right. Extinction. Okay, Agenda. Fudge Fudge. There it goes. Yeah, he's on Extinction. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, Fudge Fudge, fudge is what I was Then I remember saying. like 10 plus years ago, they were going to do a reunion an organized reunion or tour and include I think, OC. Yeah, or, I think it, so. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah, and then there tour. was like this talks about it. And then and it never came. It was yeah, like a I pretty acrimonious why it didn't happen. They were kind of like letting off on each other a little bit as to why it didn't happen. To was them. that coming from Poto or was that? I forget it was coming from, but it, it, mm. it, it, it was like a thing. And then very quickly they were like sniping, being like, no, nah, I'm never going to do it. Because I feel like why. if they would, if three of them were to do that, <laughs> it would put, it would pull Poe back up to a level because yeah. Poe went kind of underground like OC yes. still kind of um he's still out there people know he still is and Pharaoh is you know doing his Pharaoh stuff Poe was the one that kind of got left to the to the side in terms of like doing like he wasn't on Ruckus no, you know? no. and um he was on Lex I, Records I think with that one album, right Slickness. with that oh that one the, yeah. with the with the great Mala, artwork with the, the Mandala on the there. front yeah that, that cover is amazing that crazy, I think it's Lex it might be Lex Records but again he's he not on oh no too right he, he did album Ono? I think he did. Oh, I yeah, he did a few years ago. Yeah. Yep. It was called that. It was like a group name or something. Wait, like the one eight. with that black dragon face with the red eyes? Animal Serum. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good Animal pull. Well, good pull, Ray. I, I missed that. Yeah. It's like, I'll be missing oh, the planet. You know because they, ha they have a song with OC and Farrell on that album. Mm, okay. It's worth a list. Yeah. Get your album. Oh, wait, wait the, the one that's called The Professions. Is that is that it? The oh no, the professionals, or am I wrong? No, it's animals. Okay. Okay, thank you. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, I think I, my man Rockness Monsters on this album, Sadat X. <laughs> so let's Ooh. let's dive into OC in the current era. Um, this things like Perestroika. That's the one he did with um. I didn't apathy, that with right? apathy. apathy. Yeah, I, I that yeah, I didn't really peep it either. But um, the artwork is kind of crazy. Um, this thing, same moon, same sun, but let's, um, let's center it on trophy because I almost, I don't comment. What, what were people opinion about trophies? Because it was on mellow. Did y'all feel it was like a throwbacky thing or did it, did it have some reverence with the Apollo production for y'all? So. Well, I, I think oh. Apollo production is kind of throwback production. Definitely. Okay. So fair enough. Yeah, yeah it definitely had that vibe to it. Um, but you know, I think, oh, as, as always, he's coming super sharp. Word. And and that's the type of sound like I think he's good with like like even even on the early records, my favorite shit is like the more like sort of soulful shit that he raps over. Yeah. Right. Then then like the sort of like horn stabs, you know, which is dope. Right. But for me, like his voice works really well with that vibe. Like it's almost like kind of like a Gil Scott Heron type of thing where his, yeah, where like, his voice just has like the soul to it. That yeah. He right and back. he dances. His flows dance yeah. on those. When he yeah. has that space on the soul records, he'll do, he'll do a little in and out type flows and stuff like that. He won't yeah. be so much on the, on the full. 
Go ahead, Rick. He is jazz, like OC. Like, that's how mm. I feel. Like, him, he, like, and, and I relate to that. Like, when he rhymes over, like, big hip-hop shit, that's not my favorite. I like it better when he's in the, when his, when his words are, like, embodied in some smooth music. You know what mm. I mean? Like, tucked in and layered in, like, it's like, um, it's like his voice could almost be an instrument. You know what I mean? Right. Hell yeah. So, why are you gave him the fucking beat you did? <laughs> God, Dude, that's, I mean, that's, that's I, what I, I want to say. say hmm. The shit legacy flag that you guys did is like the thing that reintroduced me to OC. Like, so maybe cool. go back to him. Mm. I was just like, what? What the fuck? Like, it, it was like I was hearing some new shit for the first time. An artist I never heard before, and it just like right. it was like one of those moments where like, how does somebody do that? Yo, African medley, leading my best foot forward at the correct speed. Drums numbing felt deep inside my stomach, evoke ghosts of my ancestors on my family tree. I was told many times I'm a splitting image of my grandpa. Oaks flying a flag of a legacy in this era. At this moment, the present time that we live in, it heartbeats proving I'm live. My soul's the source, following the cause with rhythmical pause. Deep beneath the surface with some lyrical gauze. Very effective. Superhuman powers, I possess these degrees. I'm on a fresh day. Surface of earth for people of birth. Then at the same time, on um the same moon, same sun record that um uh real life part one and two it's the last track he's talking yeah. about people that passed on and he, well he's, the last verse is about big l and about how he was about to do this song with him and something like that mm. and I'm, i don't mm. think i ever heard listen to it that um intently i was like oh wow and the beat switches a little bit and it's like you know he was like you know, rug pulled out from under him because he felt like he was just about to go see him and he had just spoken right. to him or whatever. I blocked out time, hoping D and D. I had an idea for a collab with L. I'm a couple hours in, peace to Dave and Doug. Thanks to Prima, rates are low and L's are no show. I paid him, but his cell rang out. Now I'm getting pissed, cause I keep getting his voicemail. So now I break out on my way back. Through the Midtown Tunnel, back to Crown Heights. Bumping my sister with the CNN's war report. Make it home, found a spot, park my car, go inside. See my shorty with tears in her eyes. Ask her what's wrong. She told me show just call and said L's gone. Um, so I just, so what Alaska was saying about the ACL. So now, if to me, uh, same moon, same sun, which is part one of a two part series with a new dawn. Yes. Um, trophies. We're talking Perestroika, the OC and AG, AG Oasis that record. Is wild. Um, which was 2016. I'm probably missing something that was on Bandcamp per se. So now it's like the knee is healed back up. And now it's like we're back to old tricks. And now and you're comfortable on the knee. You can put you know me back I mean? like in the game for 40 minutes. Right. I, right. No minute right. restrictions. I can go full bore and um, jump with the best of them. And I and when me and Alaska were talking about that the other day on the text thread, that really like was like a light bulb moment above because I didn't think about it like that. Because um, very rarely do we get a, a artist a chance to come back around the mountain. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes they just go off the cliff and that's it. But if, we, if we're patient enough and give them, um, it, it, even though, um, again, the show was like my idea of his dip. He, but I he did, he did the uh the PF cutting joint opium. Yeah. Okay, how many projects? How many so records? That's 2018. See, and I, how many I, was on there? That's the cut nine joints. Okay. I nice. think it's back to the era type of thing. Like 
O is great um, for a boutique project, sort of. Like mm-hmm. all projects you're mentioning are almost like a boutique, like the showbiz collection of those two records. They're like, they're like for collectors. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like him with somebody, and they're, they're real concept, like conceptual. So like he with the success of trophies and then whatever took place after that, it seems like a lot of people caught the vibe of, I want to do that with him too. It's Mm. like, I did it, even though I had my record done before trophies, me and O had it done. That that's, that's our era, the boutique style album. You feel Mm. what I'm saying? It started becoming like producer MC record where it was like a collective driven. And I think, oh, oh, understood that really well. You know what I'm saying? And that's why all those records have something. You know what I mean? Like he pulled off like six or seven of those boutique style (laughs) records in a short time. And they all have something and they all are flooded with lyrical content. It's like, it's really a, a, in a, that's a that's a career's body of work in the later part of his career where most cast can't even pull a, a full album together. You feel what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even like yeah. seven in, in, in less than 10 years. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty interesting to see. Like I never looked at looked at it, but just looking at the the timeline of it all and the way hip hop goes, it's like he really understood what what that that generation just below him like our generation sort of was doing you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. he made it work man you know and it requires mean? some stamina to, to come back with this because again you know hip-hop music in general hip-hop specific, it's discouraging mm-hmm. how many people we know they didn't quit or hung it up for whatever reason i'm not judging right. anybody and i'm just saying like when you start with such fireballs as you know word life and jewels and then you have other material that might leave um, some of your fans. Like it could, it could, it could leave you at a crossroads of like, yo, can I keep doing this? Because like Alaska was um, alluding to, now you're making decisions for your career, not based on your creativity. And can you can you kind of survive through that? Because even though you're making that decision to make that type of song, like last saying, what if you get the song wrong? Because that's not your style, you know what I'm saying? But you're trying to get the girl joint or the club joint or the down whatever. When when they, when people are doing those check off box records, and I'm, I mean like when you could you could you could see the paint by numbers on certain albums, and that was the 2000s. You could see like you know Nelly albums. I could tell you exactly which each song is for on Nelly records. You know, what I mean that's nothing. Yeah, I just um, found the other day that there's a Nelly song with fucking Missy Elliott and Mob Deep produced by Alchemist. I was wow. like, on what? what on sweat on the sweatsuit? Yeah, yo, sweatsuit. This mad really collab weird. on the. Because yeah, it's, it's two, it's weird. double album, it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge record. Yeah, and if you strange. only knew the singles, they only released like two or three singles, it, you know, and that's it. But I remember when people bring up Nelly songs, I'm not, I say it's on sweats. Double album. Like, you, who knows? Yeah, but anyway, my lot. point was there was a lot of checkbox song records on there, you know? Yeah. All right. I, I, I think, well, here's what I want to say too about O is that I remember seeing an interview with him maybe around the time. 
might have been opium or the the apathy album because he was doing the rounds and then it was also it might have been around like the the stretch and bob movie came out i feel like i just saw him a lot in a short amount of time and in one of the interviews he was just pretty adamant that he does not like uh the social media era and he does not like feeling the need to create just for the sake of you know like feeding the algorithm and just being on people's tongues Mm. and um and it was interesting and he was he was really much saying like matter of fact you know me doing all this wasn't to be like some superstar ass dude it was because you know like alas was saying like i genuinely loved it and i still do and i want to have love for it so i'm not trying to just you know be be a monkey dancing for nickels on the table you know what i mean like i don't want to be like a wind-up toy and i remember he said that and he said like very strongly and i was like that kind of explains how you get like these bursts from him for like a year or two you get some shit and then like four years go by you know what i mean mm-hmm. but you you get those whatever he's doing in that downtime it's not like like when you look at just his full discography from word life to 2018 and we're all saying like he's better now rhyming than he was his first two three albums it's like he, he may drop something there's three joints from the end of this year into the end of next year and then maybe be gone and i think like he's just totally cool with that I, you know i don't know what else he's doing but he seems pretty content with like I'm gonna do it the way I would want it. I want to do it, and that's cool. You know what I mean? Because he he knows like you guys are saying about the athlete analogy. Like if I go too hard on his knee, you know what I mean? It's gonna be bad. You know, like but like, I think we're looking at like the veterans being like, look, this is how I'm gonna present it. Right. And you either love it or leave it alone. Right. On um, the the Bruiser Brigade movement. Yes. Um. Like um. I'm just thinking of like artists just like putting a foot in like yo this is how i do my shit right now yes I love it or leave it um shoot breeze brewing finally really coming out with a record on oc to get his merch up i want that fucking oc logo with the crown i want that on a shirt now i was just thinking the same shit i want like, that earlier the, the jewel's lettering was crazy that that's that, immaculate that, that jewel's lettering the calligraphy oh, thing they did on there with the, the crown on it that's crazy to me i was like damn i always remember and you say it jewel's not jewels Jewel yeah, Wells, the cliche song for oh, and, and or or the that might not be the right word, but like Times Up is great song. E, it's like almost the perfect song. Like, there's a couple incredible of song me in rap. Like, one I could think of right away is like Rock Box from Run DMC to me, mm-hmm. like that's perfect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Like Time's up falls in that category to me of like, I mean, if he never did anything else, yeah, I would still consider him one of the greatest ever if he only had that one song. You know what I mean? Like I the first time meeting O, and all I could think about was this is the person that made that song that made me feel like super powerful. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like like that that's like a hip-hop um i don't know man and it's something like we didn't even talk about that this whole time yeah mm-hmm. like that's a song like sort of like my mind's playing tricks on me like, standard 
change the fucking ones too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, time's yeah. up is like he could have disappeared and never <laughs> we'd still right. be talking about him yeah. on a podcast somewhere. If that was a one joint he ever did. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Hundred percent. And he I, that's what I'm saying. Like for him to still go I mean, some people again only know him from that one song. You know what I mean, that's on all the '90s playlists on Spotify, and every DJ who's playing a certain crowd is going to drop that in the middle of a set. I mean, every single indie rapper from like the late '90s had something from that song sampled into their hooks, without question. I must have had like four. It's just such a such a powerful record. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Everything he says about it, there's not like a word. We could all recite the whole shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if we're at a bar hanging out and it came on, we'd stop talking and be like, you know what I'm saying? It would be over, you know? And I wonder, Castro, with this concept that y'all do about people's careers, I wonder if you could pinpoint, like, if you draw a comparison to other artists that you have a a similar feeling about their work, does it fall into this a similar era? Like, mm. is it other artists that during that same era have a time where you feel it wasn't connecting, or you know what I'm saying? I wonder if that, that could be like um Killer Priest. Mm. Killer Priest is one. He was still releasing materials. Uh, J. Rue, just trying to find their footing, and that's in the new millennial soundscapes. True. Um, uh, shoot, if you look at probably, well, no, I don't know. Ja Rule was it? Because I just, I'm thinking of like the career roller coaster of like Ja Rule, you know, kind of peaking when you when we're finally paying attention to him, and then that blood in my eye shit. That was, that was just a bad idea, and you know, you know, it, it, and, it, and now he didn't recover, not necessarily, I guess. Um, but like, I think Killer Priest is a, is a good parallel. Bro, I remember, I remember buying that that view from view from Asada joint. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know what I mean? Because Heavy Mental was just it was like it was like picking up like a like was a that his next literature. record? Or didn't he do the yeah. one the, the the something theory? His name theory no, or something like that? Oh, that's but I, but I remember that like that was a very distinct shift. Like Alaska was saying, we talked about it in random episodes too. But it was a strange time. But it's like. So if OC's stab at that sound is Bon Appetit, for example, like when I was going through today, I'm like, there's still six, seven songs I, I really fuck with off this album. For sure, I'm, I, I like it also, man. It yeah. might not be on my top if I had his catalog, but I feel like they all have, they're all a body of work. They're all, they are, um, they're not scattered. I think I said that earlier. I don't want to yeah. repeat you know they all have something you know what i mean right here's a question was vendetta mike geronimo was vendetta that much different than the natural did you no, make like a turn vendetta, to be honest i, rem- I remember how it was it wasn't what the, it wasn't a natural I, I would think prodigy has a similar type of thing oh that's like, a good one because mom yeah, deep towards the end it's like he got like a little bit iffy and then he came back with solo shit that was just like ooh. Like, you know, yeah. like the return of the Mac shit. And then um, Albert Einstein, bro. you know, Albert, Albert Einstein, Einstein and, where it's just like, wow. Gillian. What's the last one? Gillian. Gillian. Yeah. Or even, um, 
your man Buckshot. Them, Buckshot. Them, them middle albums and that ninth one, that shit was trash. And it, <laughs> that, it was trash. Uh, BDI Thug was trash. And I was such an Echo fan. He pissed me over that. I was about to get his gloves and everything. What but, was the uh, solo joint? I break bread, ribs, $100 bills. Oh, um, yeah. that was uh, <laughs> that was HNIC. 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 Yeah. And then, wait, did you tell me HNIC 2 was good? Did somebody try to tell me that the second one Someone was good? Someone tried. Nah, I wasn't. I tried, uh, bro. That's not, uh, yeah, it's not. The one where he's all He had some lost years, too. Rest in peace, is my guy. But there, there's, there's a lot of like the Bumpy Johnson there, stuff with bro. Alchemist. That one's kind of cool. Dope. Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, that's like that's he first got out of jail. That joint. Sid Rome's did a lot of beats. That joint's kind of cool. Sid Rome's. Yeah, Miss Sid Rome's. Yeah, but like you know, all right, we could you know we could rap. I don't even think we need another baby. We could rap. Just like I just I just wanted to acknowledge this man is a legend and he kept at it. And it was something curious that I noticed when I was revisiting his catalog. We mentioned other artists that have done the same. It's kind of roller coaster and dip, and it takes perseverance to keep it up. Um, and I remember because I remember when trophies dropped, I was appreciative that like, okay, some new cats are going to get into OC because of how Mellow right. does his thing. Right. And I, I was really happy for that. Um, you know what I'll say though, like, and this is what Ray's point is: he hasn't worked with anybody twice beside Buckwild. Like, there's yeah. no Ray's Cafe two trophies two. Star, uh, star child too like a lot of them a lot of them records will have like star smoke and mirrors has like one dude making all the beats he didn't do smoke right. and mirrors too right he just kind of links like ray said in that zone he finds that different person. capsules different right. capsules and then he just moves on i feel like he really preserves his legacy like even with the records that you may not like or what have you that's still the um the high row record and right. this uh, this is the you know what I'm saying? This right, the, yeah. You know, they all, he, and he knows how to never tarnish his legacy. He, mm. You might not like everything, but that's hard, too. Like, you, you, like I love Bob James, but there's a couple of records I don't like also. You know what mm. I mean? It's oh, yeah. like, you know, like, he, um, he, he never devalued his legacy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, doing, <laughs> by trying to keep up, or by trying to get Manny Fresh to do a beat. You feel what I'm saying? Like, sure. you know, like it's, it's the counter of that. Like, yo, I'd rather sit out than do that. True. You know, I'd he didn't spread himself too thin either. Like, he wasn't all yeah. over the place. Like when someone said, I'd rather be broke and have a whole lot of respect, for example. Yeah. <laughs> and to your point, like, um, it's almost like he meant it. <laughs> he don't want to, oh, it doesn't sound oversaturated, but yet still we named like seven albums he did in 10 years. Right. Yeah. But, right. But it still don't feel like too much. True. Still, that, that's pretty interesting also. You know, what, you know what I love about him real quick? He didn't do like Word Life 2. Yeah. Duels yeah, two. Duels all two. these motherfuckers have done. They all go back every to that world. Every He's not thirsty. Has, has been respected. You know what right. I mean? He's not thirsty. I love how you said that. He's not thirsty. Yeah, he's not on social. Is he on social media at all? Yeah, he's on Instagram. It says O Sizzle or something. O Sizzle on Instagram. O C D I T C. He's he's not like begging you for attention. It's like he's the type of thing like, I got the dope shit over here. When you're ready for it, come see me. (laughs) Yeah, me holla. You'll get it correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like when you were young and you were like dating stupid girls, and there's like the one girl that's like. 
I'm the real deal. When you're ready for it, come see me. Word. This. Yeah, he, you ready? Four days ago, he posted this exact thing on Instagram. It's a video of him talking and walking. He's all sweaty. Looks like he's working out. But he typed as a caption, you can hope and want the people to dig and accept your music. But in the end, the people who listen to music must accept it willingly. Jewels. There you yeah. go. I am not thirsty. All right. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a good way to close it out. Any, any closing thoughts? People? Yeah. Um, go ahead. We're going to say Castro. Um, no, nah, I just respect the guy. Um, I learned a lot from him. And lyrically, like we said, we didn't really touch on that because the blade's always been sharp. So if you want a lesson in, in like no main topic, like seriously, like come on, man, like the storyline, like that, that's, that's just crazy to me. So if you, if you want a good lesson in MC and always, you know, go to the teachings of Professor OC, you will not learn, you will not leave unsatisfied. Yeah. I got I to find the, he has that one line on dignified soldiers. Oh, I got I to gotta find it right now. He's he he always had this thing to me where he's like very direct and straightforward, but he's also like kind of enigmatic to me. You know what I mean? Where I like he doesn't he's not like when we just talked about De La with Breeze. He's not like De La reflipping syntax and grammar and like unrhyming and doing all this wild shit. He's pretty much like hitting the hammer on the head. But I also feel like. He's kind of doing it from a, a standing back space where he's kind of like, I'm I'm sh- I'm deciding what I'm going to give to you and when he's and like a wax menace to society. Yeah, it's like like on on Ray's Cafe. And I'm, I'm not just saying this because Ray's here, but like Ray's Cafe was the first time I felt like, oh, like I, w- I want to hang out with this guy. You know, what I mean, before that, I was always like, this is a dude I'm kind of I'm, I'm like in awe of, you know, what I mean, like. He uh, he has all these people he can go to. He writes this way. He's very his delivery and voice is ill. But Ray's Cafe was the first time I was like, oh, like if I was just like hanging out with him at a barbecue, he would seem pretty cool to me. You know what I mean? And that was year ten or I don't even know what year of his career that was. Year twenty of of his career. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that was, you know, even even him calling it you know Ray's Cafe after your fucking house is pretty awesome. And that's I him being it. like, that's the vibe. You know what I mean? What are you going to say, Ray? Yeah. After a big plate of like macaroni from my mother and all that, and then we go work on music. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Ray? Including me in the conversation. You know what I mean? Um, always an honor to chop it up with you guys. And I love analyzing stuff like this. And it's an honor to be associated with O and, and um, Man, I'm down to come talk about any rap era you want. We're going to hold you to that. All right, we're, we're going to go next week, Nelly sweatsuit era with Ray West. I don't Nelly. know much about Nelly, man. I probably can't name one song. Yo, you don't, you don't, <laughs> fuck, with, you don't fuck with EI? That's my shit. Andale, andale, you mean, you mean country grammar? Oh, oh, you mean EI? Oh, you mean country grammar? Oh, you mean EI? Oh, and they're not the same song? Whatever. No, they're totally different. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, the same exact song. Bro. Last, no, no, no. yeah, that was, yeah, definitely. You can go listen to them right now. The same song, dude. The same lunatic shit. With Murphy he very Lee. much Murphy tricked Lee people into Ill. releasing the same song twice. Dude, what, <laughs> what, what do you think? Joy and pain and fucking it takes. They're all everyone does the back. Nah, man. Nah, this, no, very different <laughs> Ei and country grandma are the same damn song. That's what made me stop. I was like, wait a minute. 
This is the same song as the first one. No, one, one song he says, down, down, baby. Those, I know the song. I know the song. Underlay, underlay, baby. E, uh, e, uh, uh, the same song. What's popping the tonight? same song. And if you listen to it, I think he even repeats some lyrics from one to the other. And then even, um, what's the name? If you want to go and get a ride with me. You've got to be joking. Oh, All right, we're going to cut this. We're going to cut this snake's head. Alaska, hey, any last thoughts? Um, I mean, I feel like I said everything I gotta say. Just OC cool. is great. He was like, he was always one of those dudes. Like, he just felt like wise beyond his years, right? From like, the very first time I've ever heard him, and nothing about that has changed. Like, I'm the same age as him. And I feel like he's like my elder. Yeah, <laughs> you know but... what I'm saying? I'm like, the dude just know. Like, he's he's been around for two decades longer than me, and we're the same age. Like, he's just fucking brilliant. All right. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I I think that's the point I was trying to uh, articulate at Alaska. Now he just always yeah. seemed like a very Wisdom. wise person. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. While being like very straightforward and direct. Uh, <laughs> There's a line I, w- I was gonna get to on. Uh, it's on day one. It's not on dignified soldiers when he says, "Blow your mind, ditto with no conscious. I decide the law, motherfucker of Congress." This concludes my repertoire. <laughs> what I be on MCs make way for mine to get peed on. Fuck that. That's just fuck that. Fuck the great way you just end the song <laughs> where you just no. you're hanging with AG, L, finesse, all of those dudes. I love that shit. Don't get peed on. All right, y'all. Don't get peed on. Oh, tell everybody what's, what's what we got next, man. Whatever, everybody's got coming up. Oh yeah, what's um what's what's going on with everybody? Anything coming up soon? Last. Last. Yeah, um, by the time this comes out, which I think will be next Monday, yes, it'll be four days until my new record comes out with uh, Jason Griff, Human Zoo. It's available for pre-sale right now. We got a couple cool, cool uh, items. We got like the Matchbox CD cassette combo joint. We got the CDs. We got throw pillows. We got shirts. Mm. We got sweatshirts. We got got duvets. Duvets. We got shower (laughs) curtains. Um, Crocs, not at all. But just basically on. anybody, like any any newly divorced dads, <laughs> that need to like hook up their apartment. Come see us. We got all, the, all the goods for you. Nice. Yeah, nice. we got the uh, the two hundred thread count sheets that make you itchy and sweaty. Egyptian cotton. We got the Egyptian cotton sheets. Yeah, the ones that fell off the truck and they sell in uh, over by Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Box of sheets. That's fucking cool. Um, by the time this airs, hopefully everybody caught me on a. The questions hip hop. It's gonna be on it was it was on YouTube, Twitch, and IG Live, hip hop's best live trivia and talk show. Shouts to Sean from Stony Island. Audio put me on that show. It was great. It was great being on that show, which hasn't happened yet. But when you hear this, it'll happen. It'll be cool. So hopefully you tune into that and call me on there. And then uh shouts to Pete Rosenberg again, fucking with favors or bad news too on real late. I, I own I'm the king of New York, guys. I forgot to tell you, I'm the new king of New York. It's me, Mano, Kendrick, <laughs> uh, Uncle Murda. It's all of us now. We're just the kings of New York. I'm up there. Sadat X for a time, and also me. So there you go. So shouts to him. And then, also uh, up? on a, um on the 25th, <laughs> we're having a live listening uh party. Well, that will have already happened. That will have already happened by the time this airs. By the time this comes on. Yeah. Oh, so well, shouts yeah, to everybody, yeah. who, all the patrons who came through for the live listen session of uh. Human Zoo with Alaskan Griffin. You could be a patron too. Patreon.com backslash Culture Podcast for a cool $5 a month. You could be substitute level Tom Berenger. 
ten dollars you could be substitute to treat Williams level. Sub wait, it's twenty dollars a month. You could be principal level. Of uh, who's in Jim Belushi and Lou Gossett Jr. Jim Belushi, Lugasa, yeah. So if, if if you feel like you're that level of person, twenty dollars a month shouldn't be a problem for you to, to swing out there as be a, a vice. If anybody is a vice principal who is a patron, let us know. That would be fucking hilarious. If a vice principal from a school was giving us money every month. Um, but yeah, so there you go, Vegas Vic. Uh, hopefully by this point the show airs, well, vinyl is going to be in hand. You guys know the deal with vinyl; it's a pain in the ass. But uh, CDs and tapes are still rocking, and my streaming numbers are, you know, are doing very nicely. I, I, I've been spending some money doing my little ads, targeting you motherfuckers. If you're in Ireland, you know what I mean. And you like Tone Loke, you might have seen my ad. I've, I've been pinpointing you between the ages of 18 and 50. You live in fucking France. You see my face on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That was all on purpose. That wasn't no, that wasn't no imaginary shit. That was I was looking, I was looking for you. <laughs> yo, that Facebook shit is crazy, bro. You can really, you can target the shit out of people. You're like, yo, these people that drink fucking root beer and listen to Murphy Lee between 34 and 95 years old, we could target them. The technology's wild. So anyway, yeah, shouts everybody fucks with the record. Yeah, what do you got, Castro? Um, nothing. Shut up. You got an album coming out soon. Oh, um, my next solo album will be out September 24th. Nice. On Backwoods Studios. It's mm. called Little Robert Hutton. Oh, you spilled the beans. Well, nobody's listening. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we get we get we get at least 15 listeners to this one. 15 people. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna tweet it out. We'll see. <laughs> I challenge somebody to tweet out the full. I'm I'm actually making a um headliner of just that part. It's gonna be an audio <laughs> clip. Curly Castro reveals next album title on the latest episode. Oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a trailer for a preview of a trailer of a uh, yeah of a sneak preview. Yeah. Of the of the of the sizzler reel. Of yeah, the you're, you're, yeah, your man's on Clubhouse right now, airing you out too. He's like holding the phone up. Please. Yeah. What do we got, Ray? You got the Nelson dialect record out. Yeah, we did that. Um that did pretty well. Like um, nice response. And we're working on some. We have a, a seven inch for it and like a tape version with some extra stuff. Nice. We got that coming. Some a couple of more videos with him. Um, we got our project Zilla. Sure. Uh, that is in the on low keys back uh, part two type. The people have been hearing it. You know, the people on Patreon, they've been hearing some of the songs. When we do our little demo sessions, people fuck with it. They know. Nice. nice. Alaska too. We got a little yeah. project uh, in the near future. That um, I started mixing and stuff like that. Nice. Um, uh, Come on, that record, it's yeah, a, you are. It's a, it's a little bit in the, a little bit out, but um, a way out rather because uh, but all my parts have finally been coming together <laughs> with uh, it's called Macaroni Ray. Yes. Um, it's got a Korean Town Oddity. Nice. Mookie, um breezy brewing Oof. blue um nice. milano ag oh, man that's um, that zilla's man i'm forgetting it man um me and def c you and def um dialect I'm you can't even keep up wanna i don't wanna like um say it till it comes through you know nelly <laughs> nelly's on yeah. the album holy nelly. shit Nelly and the St. Louis And the St. Louis But yeah, I've been really like it. Um, also, I started working with um, 
my man lifelong um nice yeah so that's coming we talked about doing a record like five years ago and um you know how it is back and forth and then um yeah so he just started writing so yeah i'm happy to get all these records done and get them mixed and it's really inspiring stuff man you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying to be able to have all this uh opportunity you know fuck yeah yes oh yeah fuck that yes all right so yo deep in your pockets we don't ask for tithes we ask for money when it goes live Mm. all right we are call out culture you can follow us on twitter call out cult right and then pod and then instagram is call out culture podcast yes and then our our youtube you just have to search it our youtube channel's up so there you go boom Every which way. All right, everybody, go to your mother when she sleep dead in the middle of the night, and right next to her ear and go. We <laughs> <laughs> talk to y'all later. Thanks. Thank you for thank you for coming, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate you, All right, y'all. Be easy. All right, everyone. Peace. Later, Peace. Peace.